You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. But together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Of course, the uh, the news of the week couldn't get much bigger than the boxing match that has now been announced between Jake Paul and my guest today, Ben Askren. Ben, uh, welcome back. Uh, thanks for doing this. And uh, I guess congrats on getting a big payday to, to beat up Jake Paul. Um, yeah, thank you. You know, a lot of people have said congrats on that also. And I really feel, uh, I don't know, it feels weird to get congrats on signing a fight deal. Um Seems like the congrats should wait till after the fight, but a lot of people don't. Uh, they don't feel that way. So thank you, I appreciate it. Even though it does feel kind of weird to accept that. On behalf of all Ohioans, let me apologize for Jake Paul. Let me start there. Uh, he does, Wait, is that where he's from in Ohio? Yeah, he's from. He's from. He's from the Cleveland area. Yeah. Mm. God. Yeah, him and his brother were wrestlers. They actually were wrestlers here in Ohio. Yeah, funny, you yeah. saw they went to one of my camps. Yeah, I did. I, 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 I thought that was a great picture. I thought that was great. Uh, cute little kids. Yeah. So now this. So okay. So you guys were going back and forth on social media, and despite the, but despite what everyone believes, Twitter is not always real life. But how exactly did this really come together? Like, was it as easy as Triller reaching out and saying, "Hey, do you want this fight?" Like, how did it actually come together? Yeah, he started bringing my name up on that fight week. Um, I think that was where it started, and I kind of, you know, made some snide remarks back or something to that effect. And, uh, yeah, then a couple weeks later, they reached out, and we started talking, and uh, it went from there. Yeah. Was it was it pretty easy to get a deal done to actually do it? Um, yeah, relatively. I mean, the, the, you know, we had a few date changes, and I had to get everything approved by the UFC, and uh, but yeah, it was relatively easy. Yeah. So now I know we talked last year when you were having your hip surgery. Uh, I know you had that hip surgery at the beginning of September. Uh, how are you feeling? Obviously, you posted videos. You've been back in training. But again, I know when we talked a long time ago when you first said you were going to get that surgery, that you know that was pretty much you know you wanted to get back into wrestling and teaching wrestling. But you kind of imagine you know your athletic career was probably done at that point. But I know you know there had been some changes. But you went through the surgery in September. Obviously, you must be feeling pretty good if you're accepting a boxing match in April. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Um, but, you know, the thing I did say when I retired, I said, um, I will never be a full-time fighter, but if something interesting comes up, I'd be willing to accept that. And that's kind of, you know, this falls in that category, I think. I'm not going to, uh, not going to be a full-time boxer, but... 
uh, I had gotten an interesting opportunity, and I'm going to take uh, take advantage of it. Is there less stress? And I, I don't mean this as an insult to boxing. I'm just saying, like the you know, in terms of the athleticism, is there less stress on your body for boxing than it would be for wrestling in terms of your hip? Oh yeah, way less. Way way way. Less. I mean, wrestling you put in all kinds of really really strange positions. So yeah, rest, uh, boxing's way easier. Or yeah. you know, even then, then anything, right? Jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Um, yes, there's very little stress comparatively. Yeah. Now, if they had announced this and said you were going to wrestle Jake Paul, I think a lot of people would have said, oh, that'll be fun to watch Ben you know, torque him up into a pretzel uh-huh. and have fun. But boxing, now, Ben, I don't think you're going to be, I think you'll be the first guy to admit you weren't a boxer. Wait, why would- <laughs> Wrestling would be interesting. I would just pin him in ten seconds. Well, you, you could you could hurt him for a little bit. Come on, now you could stretch out a wrestling match for more than ten seconds. Uh, I know you could. Yeah, but then but then they would know I'm faking it. <laughs> but but during your during your fight career, you were not known as a boxer. Now I don't think I, I don't think that's an insult. You were a phenomenal wrestler. Why would you suddenly abandon that to yeah. decide you're going to be a boxer? But. Why, like when you saw this opportunity, like how confident were you in terms of like boxing a guy like Jake Paul? Because again, I know you box, obviously you box in training, but you were not known as a boxer. Um, yeah. So I never, when I was doing MMA, I never, um, all my standup was based around how do I, how do I execute the, um, intro to the striking and then get to my wrestling, right? And I was very, very successful at it. I, I actually, I calculated this the other day. I think I got a takedown in 48 out of 51 rounds I ever fought in mixed martial arts. Um, so my strategy worked really, really, really well. That's like a 90, I don't know, 95% success rate or somewhere around there. Um, yeah, and so with, with boxing, obviously it's different, but you know, I told someone the other day, I, I'm really good at athletics. I wanted to be a really great wrestler. I won NCAA titles and made the Olympics. I wanted to be a good mixed martial artist. I won multiple belts in multiple organizations. And if I want to beat up an amateur boxer, it ain't going to take me more than three months of training to do so. <laughs> so now what, I know this literally just came together days ago and I seen your interview with Ariel where you talked about like you're still getting your camp together, but yeah. what will what will a boxing camp for Ben Askren look like? Has that been determined? Um, yeah, so I'm going to use a lot of a lot of the old Rufus people. I've had some interesting people reaching out on Twitter, so I'm probably going to kind of look into seeing if I can't bring a few other people in to get their opinion and to hopefully get some knowledge. Um, this first little bitch is all about getting back in shape. So I wasn't I wasn't even allowed to work out for like three months after my surgery, uh, and then when when that time period hit, I you know I started doing some training just to kind of get back into it. But it wasn't like it wasn't purposeful training, right? I wasn't I wasn't training hard, um, and so I started getting back in shape. And then when this got a little more serious, like last week, I got I got a couple you know pretty good workouts in, um, and then when it came together, I think this came together on Sunday, Sunday or Monday, I think is when we kind of finalized it. Um, this whole week, I got back with my strength and conditioning coach and really just kind of working on getting back in shape. Um, and that's kind of what the first little part's about, and then I'm gonna start doing just a whole bunch of boxing. It's kind of it's kind of gonna be fun because I love the aspect of like training to try to be good at something. And when you think about it, boxing is so much easier than mixed martial arts. You just have to take your two hands and you got to punch someone in the face. Uh, whereas in mixed martial arts, you have to worry about the takedowns. You can get takedowns. You can stuff the takedown. You can clinch them. You can knee them. You can kick them. You can punch them. You can elbow them. 
once you're on the ground, then there's other whole boatload of stuff. So like, if, if MMA is like almost an information overload, this one's just like drilling repetitions, getting in shape, feeling uh, time and distance, that that type of stuff. So you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how good I can get get at it in the next eleven weeks. Yeah. What do you make of Jake Paul in terms of him as a person and him saying, and I'm saying, saying, saying he's being serious about boxing. Now, I say that because when you're serious about an athletic career, you know, you do it seriously, meaning you take fights against real boxers, you you work your way up. And and obviously, I'm not going to fault the guy for making money. There's nothing wrong with that. But but, I mean, when when he says, quote unquote, I'm taking it seriously, I don't know how seriously I take that. But what do you think of Jake Paul? Uh, I mean, honestly, like um, when he first called me out, I, I mean, I had heard the name. I didn't didn't really know anything about him whatsoever. And then I was like, why is this dude so famous? And I, I maybe. But I can't really figure it out for the life of me. <laughs> I guess kids like him and shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, who knows? Maybe he, maybe that's true. But uh, I would venture to guess once this thing actually starts getting serious. And I, I think that getting serious starts on April 17th. Um, he's going to probably think twice about it. And he's going to think, wow, there's a lot easier ways to make money for me in life. Like this, I kind of thought this was a good idea. I kind of thought it was cool. And now maybe I'm thinking twice about this. <laughs> what have you seen or did you watch his two other boxing matches? Uh, so I'd seen the Nate Robinson one. And when I, when I signed the deal, I went back and watched the other one. The the other one was really, really bad. I I guess to his credit, he looks better against Nate Robinson, but then, you know, better against Nate Robinson, Nate Robinson looked like he literally didn't spar one time for that, that fight. So better against Nate Robinson. I'm not really sure that means better. It just means maybe Nate Robinson made him look that good. Yeah. Now, when you're, and I use this as an example, a guy you train with, a guy you work with, and a guy I actually have a lot of respect for is CM Punk. When he decided he was going to do MMA, he took it serious. He trained for over a yeah. year. He mm-hmm. worked with real people. And I talked to him numerous times. A really good guy. And you could tell he really did love the sport. Now, there's no shame in losing. That's part of sports. I'm not going to fault him for losing to Mickey Gall or, yeah. or Mike Jackson. But he did take it seriously. And when he stepped in, he tried. Didn't work out. But again, he took it very seriously. Now, I'm sure you saw today. I saw your reaction on Twitter already. You know, he's training with George Masvidal. He's doing the social. And again, I, I get it. You know, there's going to be a buildup and a hype to this fight. But like, when you look at it, like, I keep saying, coming back to like, do you think he's actually taking this seriously? Because I have a hard time believing, yeah. like, if he's doing And I'm not, I don't, and listen, I don't think George Masvidal training with him is a bad idea necessarily. But, yeah. you know, George well, is in a boxer. Say, so, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, it's pretty obvious why he's doing that. Um, but what I would say to that is like, CM Punk, I was there. He did train seriously, but there's just something about starting uh, a new career at age 37, especially when he, it wasn't like he was elite at um, any of these sports, right? He wasn't elite at boxing or wrestling or kickboxing or or jujitsu or really, you know, he was really elite at um, professional wrestling, but that wasn't, it's not really interactive. You, you versus me. And so you don't really know what that feels like. You haven't been in the, in those wars and it takes time. You know, I see it with the kids at my academy, kids who've been there for six, seven, eight years, they deal with things differently. Like when, you know, another guy with a new kid, if another guy like clubs him hard upside the head, it's like, Oh shit, <laughs> you know? And whereas a guy, uh, who's been there for a long time, kind of just is like, Oh, okay, <laughs> let's do this then. You know, like I see what we're doing here. 
and uh, you know, and they know how to ramp up their intensity. And so with CM Punk, who hadn't really been elite at anything, um, any combat sports, it, it, ta- it takes a while. He put a good effort in, but it just it was just too little, too late. Um, with Jake Paul, now he did start at I don't know, was he like twenty five or something? So he started he started two years ago. Like with the right environment and the right amount of time, could he become elite? Yes. Do I think that's what's going to happen? No, that's not what I think is going to happen. Yeah. You uh, you said the other day that, uh, you know, because you've engaged in, and you've had opponents try to trash talk you before, and I love the quote you said about Aaron Rodgers, kill him with indifference, uh-huh, which, yeah, which made me laugh. Uh, you, you knew Jake was going to try to play head games with you. He already put out the Masvidal video, and he, and he did the thing on Instagram where he followed your wife, and you already responded. Your wife responded, which is hilarious, guess, yeah. by the way. Uh, do you feel like in a way all this, I mean, again, I know, you know, and listen, cause I don't know how much you watched in the lead up, but like he did, you could tell like Nate Robinson was like fired up. Now Nate was not trained and that was a whole other story, but you could tell Nate was fired up and kind of pissed off and all those kind of things. Do you feel like in a way you're kind of already diffusing Jake Paul? Cause you're just, you're not letting him do what he wants to do. He's trying to get in your head and it's obviously not working. Yeah, I would, uh, I don't believe anyone's gotten in my head. Um, ever, I don't anticipate anyone getting in my head. Uh, I'm sure he is going to make some good effort at it, but uh, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, when when he you knew with the whole with your wife thing, you knew he was going to try to go for the low blow right away, and you diffused that immediately, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, asking your oh. wife to react to what was it the the thick comment, which I cracked up at. Uh, you pretty much you pretty much took away his best weapon right there because you figured that's what that's what he's going to try to do, right? I mean, like, I so like for me, I don't even like. I don't really see why anyone would get offended by that. Um, like, you know, Jake Paul, otherwise, whoever. It's like, um, okay, you're cop. I mean, I think my wife's attractive. I guess you're commenting on that. I don't know how that bugs me. I mean, to me, that's like, hey, the wall's gray. Well, yeah, the the wall's gray. And and what else? What what? You got something else to say about it? Uh, the wall's really gray. Okay. All right. Good. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I know that in terms of athletic accomplishments, obviously you've done far more than that. But in terms of like the mental side of it, do you feel like it's just going to be a really hard time for him to actually try to get under your skin? Yeah, I don't. He's not getting under my skin. Yeah, far-fetched. Yeah, and I know you said uh, that, you know, what, Trail, I'm not going to ask you to reveal the paycheck, but Trailer is paying you well for this fight. You're making a a pretty decent payday for this one? Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> did that did that play a factor in saying yes to this or were you in no matter what? Um I mean I I wouldn't have done it for nothing because my time is valuable and I have a lot of things going on. But at the same time um it's like it, in my younger years, say if I was in college and I was bored in the summer and I didn't really have anything going on, yeah, I would have done it for free. You know what I'm saying? Like if I just if I wasn't busy. Right now I'm my life is really busy. I own five wrestling academies. I'm doing a whole bunch of things. And so my time is valuable. Um but say I'm in like I'm like in college and we're on summer break and I got no classes and you say, Hey Ben, um let's go throw some boxing gloves on and fight this dude over here and we're gonna videotape it. I would have said, yeah, okay, let's go. That sounds like like fun. Let's, I I mean, I think we, I've done that before. 
Yeah. You uh you predicted a seventh round TKO in this fight, meaning you're not gonna you're not gonna finish him early, you're gonna drag it out a little bit. And we know that when these situations come up and we've seen it before, these celebrity boxing things when a guy actually gets beaten, and we've seen it a couple of times. Well, like I, I remember, do you, has anyone ever brought up the uh, was it the tough enough thing WWE did years ago when they tried to do like a tough man competition, and then the the finalist? I kind of remember that. Yeah, and he and he fought know. he fought Butterbean, and Butterbean knocked him out like really badly ah. in like thirty seconds. Like it was real bad. Uh, And that's like, well, that's the end of that guy's career. Do you feel like after you beat Jake Paul, everything goes well, you knock out Jake Paul, do you feel like that's going to be kind of the end of the Jake Paul hype, the end of the Jake Paul celebrity boxing thing? Um, no. I mean, so maybe he says, maybe it's one where he says, like, that's too hard, there's easier ways to make money. But, I mean, with someone who's got that large of a following, I would anticipate there's always someone he can fight to make some money. Maybe it's not as much, right? Maybe there's a there's a dip or something. But like, I'm sure there's some other YouTuber that he can fight. I mean, or I I don't even know who all these YouTubers are. Uh, I have no idea. But I'm sure there's someone that he could pick who also has an equally large following, and they could get other people motivated about watching it. Yeah, maybe Dylan Dennis. Maybe you can get Dylan to come out there and fight him. <laughs> Dylan Dennis, what a loser. Uh, uh, well, Ben, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be fun to see you back in there competing again, man. Uh, obviously, I'm glad the hip's doing well. I'm looking forward to this one on April 17th. And uh, best of luck in the training, man. And thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you got it. All right, talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Anthropic.